Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet play-in. Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics and newly elected King of Boston. And that must make me the queen of Boston, the COO of U.S. Comics, the co-host of U.S. Comics cast, and the friendliest chubby motherfucker you'll ever meet. My name's Charlie. I'm still sick, but I am fully going to yell at you. John, happy comic book day, and how was Boston? No, no, no. Don't think that you're just going to gloss over your glaring, glaring assault on reason. You're the friendliest chubby motherfucker? Excuse me, there's a fine gentleman that wears red and white fur that lives in the North Pole who brings me some goodies almost every December 25th who would take mighty, mighty ho-ho humbridge with the fucking claim that you just made. How very, very dare you. See, you don't read the newsletter. St. Nick went vegan, lost 260 pounds. St. Nick is just, just brawly now. So basically, he's just eating the same thing that the reindeers eat? He's eating that, and I heard Mrs. Claus is stoked. Too much, too I, much. I almost made right away, yeah. you go went, right went to blue. the lowest common denominator. Shame on you. But to rewind that tape a little bit. That's how you for know we're censors, live, because I would edit that out. But. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we, we thoroughly apologize for Charlie's, uh, uh, Charlie's voracious appetite with words i wait till but, like um, five six minutes before i start talking about pussy eating i mean i mean we didn't even get to the four minute mark <laughs> just before it's just name dropped like crazy uh but yeah to answer your question uh, now that everyone knows that you're feeling much much better uh boston and uh, uh and the, the 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 convention uh that was calling my name um uh was was just outstanding pax east 2022 uh with half of u.s comics cast and all of sergeant finesse gaming was an absolute unmitigated success it was dynamite i mean it looked absolutely awesome it was just cool seeing like a con like back at it a con period yeah, yeah. it could have been a con con i would have said oh look at all the orange jumpsuit look at those uh look at those uh, monsters of society walking around all happy Going to the vendors, good for them. They're going up to like the shank of vendors, like, oh, this this can be palmed where when I'm in the showers? Oh, I'll take two. Like any kind of convention would have been dope. But yeah, no, uh, PAX East 2022 edition was straight fire. Dope. Great job with the coverage, by the way. Your story yeah. was like oh, among right. my favorite things. Uh, it's accurate. It's actually Ellis joining us from the Facebook feed. PAX is so much fun, better than NYCC, of course, referring to New York Comic Con. Ellis, I got to say, man, it's a strong, it takes a strong man to make a strong comment like that. Uh, but you are indeed a strong one. And uh, I don't know, I think people would be hard pressed to disagree with you. It was tremendous, tremendous fun. Tons of, uh, of the new, new uh, out there. I mean, on top of all the cosplay, that's one thing that I do want to mention right out the jump. Uh, the cosplay level was 
through the roof. I took a ton of pictures, repped U.S. comics to the best of my uh, best of my ability, um, pressed the flesh, as it were, kissed babies. Uh, but also, as well as, I didn't realize how heavily the, the the there was still. I'll put it this way: there was still a mask mandate in place. So they checked everyone's uh, everyone's. Uh, um, uh, vaccine you know they, they check their status but also as well as they required face coverings i thought well okay it is what it is it's not my town driving around boston <laughs> fuck you now i know why everybody's always angry and drinking uh but i thought this is going to negatively affect the the the, uh, the cosplay game wrong wrong it did not matter of fact some of the cosplay incorporated their masks into their cosplay like there were character mask uh, faces and and Genius. expressions it was dynamite so i will be going ahead i made it a point to post that as a story both my own and for us comics but i'm gonna maybe making multiple posts on our standalone social media pages so that people can look at them at their leisure they're not going to be uh, they're not going to be held to that little 24-hour window almost communist the 24-hour window is very it's very strict. I, I like it. It's like an I appetizer. Like it. it forces you to like save pictures. Every now and then you're like, I need these cheeks to live forever. Whatever. Very Elon Musk of you. I see a, a new purchase happening. I'm 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 99% sure Elon just bought Twitter so that he can put an edit button. He says, I fuck up. I text a lot uh, when I'm very tired. I'll be working on rockets and electric powered stuff. Uh, I'm going to need an edit button. Uh, like 30, uh, 44 billion, whatever it was. Regardless, well, I'm a happy lot of to things announce, were happening. Uh, breaking news, U.S. Comics cast COO, also U.S. Comics uh, COO. Uh, I purchased MySpace for a half-eaten bag of Doritos. Nice. Uh, so that's my, I think that's the platform of the future. Uh, you will be able to communicate with us there live as soon as I figure out my MySpace password. Charlie is uh, the new Tom, ladies and gentlemen. That is dynamite. But that all being said, we are back in full swing after Boston. Plenty of stories for that uh, behind the scenes. But, uh, Charlie, yeah. you might be aware, and when I say might, I mean you're definitely aware because you went ahead and, uh, and buried the lead, just throwing, a, throwing the title right up before we even got to it, but that's okay by me. Uh, you might be aware that there is another convention, a biggin'. One might say, my man Al Bundy might say it's a biggin. Uh, then he'll say, no, ma'am. That's a different conversation. There is in the deserts of Las Vegas. There is another big convention going on right now. Wanted to tell the good people just what that is. That, my dear friends, is CinemaCon. Uh, uh... Oh, shit. Oh, um, yeah, baby. Can I tell you? I almost want to ruin my life and buy like a three-screen theater Too just so I could Too attend late. CinemaCon. You're going to ruin it the movie-going experience. Yeah, ruin it more. Ruin what's left of it. Uh, <laughs> CinemaCon, goddamn rules. I'm going to bury another lead because shine up those proton packs. Ooh, baby news, Ghostbusters news 4. Woof, McGuff. The only news I care about. Uh, let's get another set of proton packs on those kids before they're full-grown adults. Because hot damn, John's favorite Ghostbuster podcast will return in Ghostbuster 4, the only Ghostbusters that matters. Podcast, uh, you little loser. If they don't change, 
that goofus's name I, I I don't know what I'm gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna What if do it something. turns out his name is like Podcasting? Like what if it's not podcast but it's like close? Oh, they just call me podcast. My my real name is Podcathian Jones. Oh, how <laughs> exactly. stupid of me. I should have uh, I, known I that. will say this though, I I don't mean to, to take a serious note uh so early in the show, but Ellis if you imply that this is Ghostbusters 5 again, I will fucking smite you. Because the didn't... news came out of CinemaCon. I hopped in the Ecto Fun. I drove down to the fucking firehouse. I kissed it. I hugged it. And I got the fuck back to work. If you think I will deal on my show, on my show when I'm recovering, deal with this hostility, you are mistaken, sir. I mean, Charlie, show you Ghostbusters I, five, I don't fuck. want to pour gasoline on Ellis's fire, but we are currently living in the age of the multiverse. So it is first, not entirely impossible. First and first, mostly. That we might not get a little you shut the streams. You shut your dick. At, you shut your dick. Over shut your mouth. Action. I will cancel you. I will cancel wow. the fucking show. And huh. I will end Ellis's fucking life. Jeez, yes, Louise. that's a threat, Internet. Ellis, that is actionable, my friend. Ellis, the new co-host of U.S. Comics Cast, along with yours, truly. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to wind up with a turd on his bed, like my wow. poor guy, Johnny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not th Look, threaten to end his life. Fine. Threaten to take away his living, so be it. But if you threaten Ellis again with another grumpy on my show, that is not going to stand, my friend. We're going to have to take it outside. John was triggered by the court case this week when he's like, she dropped a grumpy. That's happened to John three times in she three different relationships. Cousin Paul over on YouTube. Uh, the comments are live. We are live right now. So yes, drop yes. it. Uh, Paul worried about my health. I appreciate that. Cousin Paul, as long as we all agree Ghostbusters 4 is coming, we're all good. John! Yeah? Talk, you want to talk about fucking in, I can't believe they saved it for CinemaCon news, uh, The Batman 2. <laughs> that shit, how dare they pretend that's news? Charlie says, mm, this sandwich is so good, taste it, psych, no, 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 I'm going to eat it anyway. Sorry, uh, yeah, it was the that, delicious that, bat sandwich. That was... That was a big one. I mean, look, the, the bottom line is this. For anyone, I mean, we, we've jumped, we jumped head first into a four-foot non-diving pool, as per usual. Uh, but just really quickly, for anybody who is watching us live on Facebook, watching us live on YouTube, watching us live on Twitch, yes, that's right, we are social media hooers. So we're live, coming to you live on all three. Or if you end up listening to this uh, beautiful disaster a week from now, uh, on all the locations where you can indeed stream podcasts, uh, download them for future court cases that you might have against us, <laughs> lest we drop a grumpy on you. Uh, you have lots of uh, options, but uh, yeah, indeed, there is so much information coming out of CinemaCon. Now, CinemaCon is a, at this point now, yearly, once again, back to a yearly event, but it's for studio, uh, it's for theater owners. This is not a situation like a New York Comic Con. This is not a situation like a PAX East or PAX West. Or there, there's like four of those. Um, where, I'd hope where so. Where you have the fans are PAX in North. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope so because Santa Claus can smack you around for all the lies you're telling. Um, no, rather, this is intended for the theater owners. 
uh, and they're able to uh, to be in attendance and they get the proper swag and they get elevated because it's a it's an important job that they have. And in essence, what it is, the the studios are telling these good folks this what coming big time announcements, especially in the coming out of the COVID era when so many dates got affected, release dates got changed, movies got canceled, went to streaming like there's a lot of moving parts in this particular uh, thing. But I think we're all grateful that we are that much closer to normalcy because CinemaCon is back in full effect. So these theater owners, they have to be... What, what was that? The running, uh, eating the floor sound effect Charlie made? How are they going again? There it is. They are licking their chops, proverbially, for all of the good good that is coming back to theaters. And as a theater lover... Uh, I'm, I I could not be be happy. There's so much great news. Charlie Order, uh, had already mentioned um, had already mentioned Ghostbusters. You cannot blame him for that one. But you just mentioned also that Batman Two. Don't say Electric Boogaloo. Don't say Electric Boogaloo. Don't say Electric. <laughs> it's hard okay, not cool, to. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Batman Two in, is indeed coming. So we did get that bit of news. Uh, but also as well as I mean they're showing us much. Uh, much more finished. I mean, that was just news. Like, hey, by the way, but they are showing the good people in attendance in Las Vegas CinemaCon the, uh, finished products. I mean, matter of fact, there are th- there was thirty minutes of a particular upcoming flick shown to those good uh, badge holders. So, I mean, Charlie has talk about some of like the the full trailers that we've seen from. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, Sony, Disney, Marvel. I think my favorite bit of news, there was uh, there was like a mom and pop chain attending CinemaCon. They've been doing awesome coverage on Twitter, but of course their name eludes me. Huh. Uh, they Would have been nice four- to give them credit, but all right, fuck them. Sorry, you guys entertained me like for a whole week when I was sick, but fuck yourselves. Um, give me a theater. They own like three theaters, so they get X amount of tickets. So they go and they're watching these presentations. They're rubbing their bat nipples for the news of the Batman. They're saying how much money they're going to make off of merchandise for Ghostbusters. And they're like, who's ready to see a scene from Avatar 2 under the sea? And literally the guy described it. He was like, I look at my wife, I look at my kid, I look at my cousin, I look at our best employee, and all of us like eye roll at how fucking lame this shit we've been. And they said 10 minutes of footage, they're like sobbing at how beautiful it is. They're painting themselves blue. So uh, so hearing that Avatar 2, not only is it actually going to happen, uh, like be released to the world, the fact that they were like, no, once again, this fucking guy has figured out some weird way of shooting footage that's going to like melt everybody's sacks. It's just exciting to see because I remember the first Avatar was like, such a simple movie, but I, like everyone else, watched that movie wide-eyed and fucking, you know, fluffy-tailed because it's a you gorgeous... You were four when it came out, just so it's no true. one can really blame me for that, dude. And I was five by the time it ended. That movie's long as fuck. <laughs> um, but but that, I was actually really excited to see that that, that much hype is able to kind of come up from it. The opposite side of the pendulum, when they were like, guess what, Sony fans? Venom 3. I was like, get the fuck out of here ridiculous like i know it made money but can someone give it a script um well, that's that i think we all have come to grips with adulthood that <laughs> um the a movie just needs to have made money in order to justify continued life and venom look we we have the benefit of the the multiverse effect being available to all these storytellers 
where they can pick and choose, they can completely restart without saying, oh, but throw away the old Blu-rays and, and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's not like it was where you had to pretend that the others didn't exist. There are very few, few franchises at this point where that would really be necessary, considering that um, there's really only three companies that own everything at this point, so it's all yeah. in the same. It's all in the family. Um, that's a great show. Uh, but yeah, there's a ton of stuff. So Sony made a bunch of announcements. Disney oh, are you looking forward to El Muerto by no. Bad Bunny? Are you fucking kidding me? Am I kidding? A character you... only in two comics ever? Yuck. Dude, what what a colossal head scratcher. Because I don't want to give it too much. First and foremost, Bad Bunny, again, primo, all, all respect. God Look, bless him. I, I want to see him and have as many opportunities as possible. One of Obviously, the WWE's best wrestlers last year. That's not even, that's true. He was he was a, an amazing performer at his couple at-bats. See, the, the problem, Charlie, is that people don't get your uh, your witticism <laughs> when it's attributed to your hatred of the, WWE's product. I, so to say, I'm just like, saying he was oh, top five. He was, the, he was one of the best wrestlers in WWE that that's like you saying oh John uh he 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 won the silver medal in uh you know the Miss Weehawk in New Jersey pageant and you're in actuality shitting on the ugly people in Weehawk in New Jersey if people don't know you they don't know they don't get I don't that. know what you're he, talking about Charlie, it's a lovely the, company that Cody kid, Rhodes is helped bringing back to its golden age he looks uh, again what you're just piling sarcasm on top of sarcasm which gets lost the bottom line is he looks like Mark Anthony would fill out a, a, a wrestling uh, a wrestling kit better than he... I personally take umbrage because this is a dude, a character, who made two appearances in a Spider-Man book. And uh, we have no choice but to explain why, with as many, uh, with many analog characters as we admittedly have, how El Guapo is not indeed one of them. I'm like, what are you talking about? El Guapo has more pages drawn than fucking this loser. So no, I was not not at all happy about stupid, stupid Bad Bunny's uh, turn. Uh, I will say this though, you uh, as a as a gentleman who has a, a a legal paper that's guaranteed you're not allowed within a certain proximity of a certain Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you must have been super excited for finally. Dwayne Rocky Johnson's Black Adam is going to see the light of day, proverbially and literally. How excited were you for that? I mean, with all these dates getting pushed and with with actors going buck in Hawaii, every day is like, do I get anything? Do I get to see some of my toys come to life? Black Adam finally. Exclusively, dude. It was all your toys come to life. That's true. It could not That's have been true. more the case if this was Toy Story 19. Like just again, we're gonna see definitely Hawkman. We might see Hawk Girl. We're gonna start. I mean, goddamn, I'm so excited for anything that's not gonna have to carry the weight of like an entire universe under its little shoulders. The Rock can carry a few characters though. JSA I, action, yes, please. I I disagree. I think that very much The Rock is carrying a, a comic book trope even forget about a, a universe of characters because as you had mentioned we're going to see the jsa i think that black adam has a very real and necessary at this late stage in the game in comic book movies to carry a specific 
trope. And that's real simple. I'm looking by the look on your face. You do not know what I'm talking about, but that is okay. Charlie, we have officially entered the age of the Ann. Hold on, let me do. Let me do it like a like a sassy girlfriend. Listen to me. We have entered the age of the anti-hero. Will you? The anti-hero is officially upon us. And for anyone of you who are here who are not in the know of what an anti-hero is in the comic book world, shame on you. And I, I pretty much agree that it's probably talking about like 1%. Uh, an anti-hero is neither a hero nor a villain. An anti-hero is Black Adam. An anti-hero is the Punisher. Um, th- there's, there's some Charlie, th- throw, throw some Venom, heroes out there. Morbius, those are examples of cinema abortion yeah. versions, but they are technically anti-heroes. Well, characters, I don't care it's about It's a the guy who means well, but or a gal who means well, but will fucking do whatever it takes, bro. I don't even think means well is a required on the the business <laughs> card that they hand out. Touche. Like, oh, I just killed you. Here's my business card. I met well. No, no, you didn't. So it, more, I, I would say more aptly, it is somebody who is a whatever it takes cat or kid, right? They're just a whatever it takes situation. Now, early in my comic book dumb, uh, my comic book fandom, I thought, well, if you kill, if you choose to kill in your, in your uh, uh, vigilanteism, that makes you an anti-hero. So I, I get what you're doing something for a good reason. But you're not a good guy. You're an anti-hero. Uh, now those 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 lines have been very very blurred. Like like you know, channel 172 after 11 o'clock in light. They are very very blurred. But if you focus, you can still get it done. Uh, all those 90 kids out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, effectively Black Adam is truly embracing the anti-hero status the first one that i would think of was actually namor namor was an anti-hero and not just because he was flying around in a little uh you know in a little mankini uh banana hammock with a little, he's like uh, i love the ankle. environment so fucking much yeah I'll-, I'll kill every you know what <laughs> the the uh, to give credit to give credit where credit's on Peacemaker is a great like I don't give a fuck how many men, women, and children I have to kill to protect men, women, and children, but I'll kill them all if or I have to. Or streaming records, I'll kill yes. them all. Oh uh, Ellis God. joins us again from Facebook. He's dropping in. Spike from Buffy is an anti-hero. Ellis, you are damn, damn right. So they they're out there, and here's the thing: they're very enjoyable because they don't have the shackles uh, of uh, of superhero heroism. Uh, in order to prevent them from doing something that's entertaining, uh, unless you're into shackles, yeah, they, in which they, case, they, I have some in the back. <laughs> they, they, one of my favorite things about a good anti-hero, though, is yeah. they really get to play all three parts willy-nilly without any judgment. Willy-nilly, that's only two parts. What's the third part? A Vanessa. Willy-nilly or Vanessa. Willy, they can Vanessa, stick nice. it in any of them, and it's fine. We are also because... in that age. Good for you, kid. Get yours, queen. Just because, like, someone like Black Adam, we saw in the teaser, he straight up fricassees two people oh, yeah. that are, like, probably perfectly fine. They had guns, but, like, plenty of good guys have guns. The next movie, he could be like, those, I'm going to be... paintball guns, dude. Yeah, Adam. exactly. Black literally... Adam Jones, what are you doing? 
Black Adam 2, he could be like, I'm going to save kittens, and I'll never kill again. And the third movie, he could be like, I'm going to kill everyone, because fuck them, that's why. And you never judge him. Mm. Whereas, like, when Batman kills in a story, it's like, ah, fuck Batman. That was his whole thing, to not be a fucking murderer, and now he's a murderer. Fuck him. Whereas an anti-hero can kind inner of... monologue is on full display. Charlie's thinking, oh, yeah, everybody who watches WWE is like, fuck WWE. They stink on ice. Everybody who reads anything Batman is like, this guy stinks. Hey, man. No, I'm not just, everybody thinks that, dude. I'm just saying that my opinions are correct and everyone else's are stupid and dumb. Sony, um, Disney, um, DC. DC came with the Thunder. Obviously, we're talking about Black Adam right now. There's a, a ton of... Look, we, we have a limited seg- time for this segment, so... Uh, we're not going to even remove. Yeah, blast it with the list. We got about Every, a minute no, left. No, no, not even. There's not even time for that. Um, All for right. me though, the 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 main thing was they are screening in its full, unedited glory for all those lucky, lucky some bitches who are in attendance. Honestly, this would almost have been worth buying like a real rinky dink rundown theater. In the sticks someplace. If they said, well, John, you'll also as well as be able to attend CinemaCon. Here's your little badge. It's in Vegas. Quick little flight. You got some family out there. Oh, but you know what, though? You get to watch the new Top Gun movie, bro. I would have signed on the dotted line. The folks in attendance get to watch the new Top Gun. I don't... I don't know how impressive seeing a five-year-old movie is. Top Gun was supposed to come out in, like, 88. That motherfucking movie has been delayed more than The Flash is going to be. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, that was fart in um, church, huh? If our mother is watching or listening to this at any point, uh, I'm going to go ahead and need to put in for another brother. Uh, just ASAP, because I realize... The uh, the process now uh, means that I have to get it in baby version, but I, I'll do better. I'll do better raising this kid this time. I, I promise. Charlie, you are officially fired from Brotherhood because I don't like your attitude. I certainly don't like your opinion about my man with the tooth in the middle, Tom Cruise, and his beautiful brand new Top Gun movie. But more than anything else, is because you like that. Bearded summer bitch George Toy Boy Lucas. Charlie, you are a cat damn liar. But you still get the hot shot, kid. Put him up. Salute. Clink. So glad you're feeling better. <coughs> Just as he coughs Just and a makes, me, <laughs> makes me uh, swallow funny. I'm uh, so excited for CinemaCon news, but you know I, what? I like- Let's just buy Mastic Movie Land. How much could that shit possibly cost? Like 30, 80 bucks? 35 bucks. I'm see, saying. Uh, see what I did? I went for the like, low-hanging fruit of that one. I, I like your That's style. That's what you get. That's what you I, get. I like your style, sir. Um, The Yankees are yeah. the baseball equivalent of Batman. Because it would be easy to think that I hate the Yankees. Right? John and Ellis. <laughs> For those of you watching, trying to imply the Ghostbuster 5 news 
uh, in the little visual Charlie, section of these videos. All you do is give Ellis more power. He is. This is inappropriate. He is just a. I will show you a power. Charlie Anger vampire. Good for you. John I'm proud of you. And Ellis and and the 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 dozens of you that give a fuck. <laughs> I don't hate Batman. I don't hate the Yankees. I, I I I tend to hate the fans. And sometimes what gets lost in that is uh, when I was sick. I'm kicking back. I'm relaxing. I'm enjoying. Uh, I rewatched Spider Man, a very disappointing home rewatch, by the way. Really? I rewatched. Uh, you know you what? Far it's, from home. I, yeah, or, or... I just, yeah, I just don't dig it no, nearly as much. Uh, no way home. home. No way home. Home, home um, delivery. Home delivery. It just, it's a, it was a move. It was a much better experience than I think it was a movie. Um, really? I rewatched The Eternals for a third time. Strike three, it's out. I fucking hate that movie. Um, I rewatched The Batman twice, uh -huh. and goddamn, Bat Fever took hold of my little body. And I said, you know what's better than the best Batman movie? Even an okay Batman comic. So I went through my my kind of recents, because I don't know how you deal with your pull list. Um, I know you do a lot of digital now. Yeah, almost exclusively. My, my pull list winds up on a giant Until... stack. In, <laughs> uh, winds up in a giant stack in my office, and sometimes I skip books for like until the miniseries is done, or until I have three or four issues. I, I know. I've seen your office. Yeah, I'm a gluttonous boy. And I came across uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight, and hot damn, do this is one of my absolute favorite. Else world stories ever. John, are you familiar at all with uh Batman the White Knight? I there am have been, considering this that is... you said that that's what you want to talk about, and I had to read it like a fiend feverishly. Uh yes, I'm very familiar. To catch everyone up, uh, it's an else world story that sees Joker um take some medicine, he becomes sane, sane rather, and he kind of becomes the savior of Gotham City redistributing how they use their money finding that there's people the the ultra wealthy in gotham are using and abusing the foundations and all these different uh government kind of paychecks that instead of fixing up the city they're lining their pockets do you want to throw and up he, a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read it uh well I'll, i Just won't thinking. go through the Just newest one the other two are, are frankly a little old so if you haven't read them i'm not going to bring up anything too spoilery. Yeah. I'll just give you the the ten cent version before diving in did heavy. You read to... two number two. It's literally uh, just dropped today digitally. Well, I did. I'm talking okay. about though the original Batman, the White Knight. Gotcha, gotcha. So there, there's three series out right now. We're on Batman Beyond as the newest series. I won't really spoil it all. Uh, the other two series, I'll give the ten cent version again. Yeah. Joker sets up the super cops in essence, the the GTO, which are super funded private cops and they welcome in superheroes to help out the end of that first arc uh obviously there's shenanigans with the joker but what it paints is the in my opinion the absolute best harley quinn story ever resides in batman the white knight it is a must own harley you can get him digitally right now even more than when she started messing with fucking poison ivy Ooh, did Harley get hers, kid? It's it's fucking awesome. And they follow that up 
with, I believe it was called Curse of the White Knight. Um, this brings in uh, very, very heavy handily, brings in Azrael. Uh, so if the first comic... you can't get rid of some viruses. Well, what I really love about miniseries uh, or, or Elseworld story as a whole, ultimately what I really want to talk about today is the freedom that it allows you. So, you know, the, the Bat family is rearranged in Batman the White Knight. Um, Jason Todd is the first Robin, and Dick Grayson is the second Robin, and kind of the golden Robin that all others would be compared to. Barbara Gordon gets in the game a lot earlier. Um, they do the greatest hits of everything you know about Batman, but kind of recontextualize. And now this third series, Batman Beyond the White Knight, uh, already up to issue two. I believe it's a five-part miniseries. Uh, issue two just dropped today. Uh, brings it 20 years in the future. Now where what does the Batman Beyond universe look like? What is this universe is Terry McGinnis like? The freedom. Because Bruce that- is an old man, he had to grow a beard. Yeah, exactly That's right. Like comic stayed, book law. He stayed Jack, though, which I appreciate. What's really awesome about Batman the White Knight is the freedom they have to make changes. There's something about me, and I don't know if it's just delusional. I don't know if it's just silliness. Yes. When I sit down to, to Moon Knight, the television show, part of the reason I love it is it feels so much, to me, like the my favorite Moon Knight comics. When I sit down to watch a Batman movie, one of the things that constantly loses me in the modern era, um, and truly all the movies have really had a version of this, it doesn't feel like the comics. It's great and it's its own thing, but it winds up losing points for me because it's not close enough to her, to who I think Batman really is. The minute you throw on the world Elseworlds, the minute that you're saying, well, this isn't normal Bruce Wayne, this is a different Bruce Wayne, yeah. the freedom it allows me as a as a onlooker, as a reader, is that I get to throw out everything I know. I love Injustice Gods Among Us because I'm able to have the Batman, ever, the Superman everyone else wants, who's like, I'm naughty now. And they also give me like the classic Superman, but both get, to, Superman. both get to live in this bubble of like, well, this is doing its own fucking thing. So when I'm able to think about the movies or the TV shows or these comic series as they're, they stand on their own, they die on their own. You can kill Alfred in page two because I'm only getting 50 pages. The freedom that it allows me led me to, to one final thought because I read these two issues of Batman Beyond the White Knight. I reread the other two miniseries. And all I could think of, as much as I love the Batman movie, how fucking great would it be for Batman the White Knight to get adapted? Like, you don't need to write your own stories, Hollywood. You can take slightly off-center stories from the comic books so john the the first thing i want to throw to you now that i've babbled consecutively for 45 minutes um the first thing i want to throw to you is do you feel that same sort of freedom when reading an elseworlds comic even when they stay very very close to what we consider the source material it's a it's a good question and i think that it's like and like anything else it's it's multifaceted the answer so <clears throat> personally and i am not i am not a therapist by by any means if i was i would also be giving testimony 
at the Amber Heard, uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, I'm, I'm basically the only one that hasn't been requested to show up at court there. Uh, I had a really funny bit about that when I was, we were going to talk about CinemaCon. We just fucking barreled right over it. God damn it. I'll have to text it. Don't worry, folks. You won't miss it. You won't miss it. Um, but no, I, what, what I would think is my Harley Quinn professional therapist opinion of it would be is that you, Charlie Rivera, see, oh, oh, that you're able to enjoy these Elseworld tales, the what if tales, better when it's a character that you were not heavily involved with emotionally to begin with. Right? So if they, Interesting. If, with a few exceptions, we're going to use Superman as we often do. Uh, we're going to use him like fucking Lois Lane. When there are else world, what if type stories about Superman, they, Superman, I don't know why I put the emphasis on that syllable. <laughs> that's um, how they spell it in the else world stories. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Superman. It just that's goes the, up uh, a bit. That's the only change. Everything else is exactly the same. Um, also, he wears Damn, a Damn, Superman, that's a bad outfit. <laughs> um, but, but you had better come correct. If you're going to tell an outside, uh, outside the real world uh, story about Superman. Now, with the new 52 and launching him into the future and all the crap that they've done recently, I very much look for look at the current state of affairs in Superman comics as almost an Elseworlds. But like um, with Batman, you're like, oh, what if Batman was a pirate? Oh, snappy nappy. Like they do all this stuff and there's the shared uh, Elseworld tales. Um, and when they're super duper successful, they're like, oh, but we're going to roll it into current continuity. I hate that so uh, much. Just look like uh, Gog and Magog and everybody that came out of Kingdom Come. Uh, they're like, also Kingdom Come too. Don't say Electric Boogaloo. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Um, we'll just call it Kingdom. Just call it Sucked because that's what it did. So what I think personally is that if you are somewhat lukewarm at best to a character or group of characters... You are willing to say, ah, oh, fuck it, knock yourself out. Show me something else. Show me a different, uh, show me a different. You're dying to get to that Ellis comic. Go ahead, before your fucking little head pops right off your body. I'm just saying, one of the most diabolical just, things oh. I ever said on this show. Tee, Charlie's just tee hee hee. Was Elseworlds, what if Black Manta didn't have an awesome helmet? Is uh. more like Elseworlds, what if Black Manta didn't have one of its two fans? Because you lose that helmet. You lose my money, DC. Charlie could not wait. Charlie was a kid on Christmas. Um, thanks for that, Ellis. Uh, but but yeah, that that that's my long answer. If you care greatly for the character, you like fuck Elseworlds. If you're lukewarm to the character, or if, even better, everyone loves this character. Why don't I? And Elseworlds yeah. comes along like this, and you think, oh, now I get it. Uh, to speak to that point, though, did you see that um, Red Hood? who has largely been maligned since he showed back up, uh, ruining some of the best storytelling that comics has done in a long time. Like, tee-hee! That was an Ellis comment, but in four color funny books. Like, yes. tee-hee! I'm back! I, uh, so, I'm almost so positive Ellis wrote Hush. It's uh, I wouldn't be surprised. That he's a talented man. Fucking um, guy. But Red Hood is getting a White Knight's World spinoff of his own. Yeah, man. So when you have these really super duper successful storytelling that can go on in long form, why not? 
so like we are we're rapidly approaching the level of there's going to be is there go, is there going to be an entire white knights averse I mean that's yeah, where we're I hope going so. at this point what they're doing with some of the characters is so above and beyond uh so much of an improvement over the characters that they're based on in the in the main continuity that why not let them have long-term life yeah. i'm i'm all for it man i well, really am he, he stick with me here cuz sure. i i swear it's i swear it's in the same category i think part of it is at this point i'm fatigued by the big two part of me and 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 i i certainly don't mean to imply that there aren't some of the best storytellers working right now sure there is so an inherent are. there is an inherent flaw with comic book storytelling it always has to return you almost to where you began we're always in the second act of a three arc story so the problem is when you're as successful as dc and marvel have been you can't change enough without ostracizing people that big change never sticks no one stays dead because you you can't have batman without alfred right dick grayson can't tell bruce wayne to fuck off long term because well they're the they're the they're a dynamic duo arguably the most important dynamic duo part of me feels like when these comic book companies get to 80 years old your safer bet isn't a reboot but it might be a new universe when you have singular creators or creative teams get to helm a book long enough it's not so much that i think people are addicted to the origin stories how did this start i think people just don't want the baggage of 80 years of character development because then if they do something that doesn't fit it feels wildly inorganic we were talking about booster gold last week mm -hmm. a character you and i love that a lot of people don't give a fuck about they don't know and my my question is is it going to serve do you think it would serve a character like booster gold better to be involved in a new amazing elseworld story that maybe grows to be its own little universe rather than trusting people to see him in a new great issue of justice league and suddenly care enough to read his old shit hmm. comic books are weird because valiant has had four relaunches and valiant has never risen to the success of a dc or marvel how can someone give a fuck about wolverine without wolverine staying the same you know what well, i don't know if that I, makes I think, sense no i i understand what you're saying but i just i disagree with it completely um the, the tell us why talking, handsome well i'll be more than happy to so so what you're talking about is the fundamental nature of a extended comic book run right so if a comic book began at one and now it's at comic 724 that is a ton of consecutive storytelling then something happens whether it's with marvel or dc largely it's only those it's only the big two but some of the some of the indies have done it also uh, some of the indies, they don't even bother. Like, nah, we're just starting. Uh, last week was number 17. Guess what? He's another new number one. But now we've got Turtles and Robocop. Uh, you're like, okay, whatever. Here's my money. <laughs> so so whereas Marvel and DC have the 
in essence, the unique uh, limitation of success, of fandom, that's, that's going to be there no matter what. If you love a restaurant, you have one bad meal there, you're going back. If you love a restaurant and you have seven bad meals in a row, I'd love to be able to say, I'm never going back here. The parking sucks. It's always too cold. I get shitty tables. I'm never coming. Tuesday. We'll be, oh, Tuesday, yeah, we'll be back Tuesday. Um, so that, that's what happens with, with comic book fandom. So the long, uh, uh, ex- extraordinarily long runs of the comic books where you think, I know this person. I know this person's history, what they've done, what's been done to them. That consistency, regardless of story arcs, where different teams of creators come in and like, okay, this is my turn with the toy box. So for anyone who's listening or watching who might not be as much of a comic book reader as they are a superhero comic book world fan, whether it's the Marvel movies or the ongoing series, or even Star Wars has delved into this, or DC, somehow, somehow you're still hanging around. God bless you, (laughs) because poor DC is doing its best to shake us off their tit. You can think of it best as what I'll, I'll use Filoni and, and Favreau, right? They are currently in the toy box. Now, if something happened, they don't own those toys. Yeah. Right? The mouse does. So if the mouse says, you know what? You guys have been incredibly successful. A lot of people thank you for breathing new life and, and attention into these characters and the ongoing money that we can make. Thank you so much. But... these are technically our toys, so we're going to take our ball and go home. They can then say to whomever, Charlie, hey, Charlie, here are those toys. You saw what they were doing with them, right? You can continue telling uh, a spinoff of that story, or if you want to do something totally different, we don't care. It's our toys. We do what we want. Just make us some money, bitch. Charlie can come in Uh and say, he's like, oh, I didn't know you get the... I don't know you fuck with that shit. Um, this is South Park deep cut. But that being said, those new creators can come in and say, I loved what was going on. I'm going to continue that. I'm going to continue that vibe. Or they can say, I love vibe. I'm going to go ahead and insert him where he doesn't belong, which is any comic book pages because he's terrible. Vibe but is the best. You get what I'm saying. So the new creators have carte blanche to do what they want to do. Now, granted, if I have a very valuable product, I'm not just going to go ahead and give it to any schmuck on wheels uh, to fuck it up. I'm going to give it to them with the idea, with the thought, no, they're going to continue to be successful. But they're my toys. I do whatever I yeah. want with them. Let me now, ask you this. Well, hold on. This is my answer. Yeah. Whereas what you're talking about, these, these, these Elseworld stories, these, uh, uh, these what-if stories... They're compartmentalized. So you now have an opportunity as a storyteller to take the toys that are owned by one of the two uh, big two and do what indie comics do. Even the long form storytelling of the indies, things like Saga, things like, uh, um, like um, I don't know, let's, let's lean over, uh, <laughs> Invincible, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are, there are long-form yeah. versions of that same thing, but they have a beginning and end, right? That's the idea. So when you have an Elseworlds or what if or whatever we want to call it, 
and you have like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is how it ends. Boom. You've got a hardcover opening, a hardcover end, and that's it. Now you have something super successful like White Knights is, and they say, oh, I, can, I know how to stretch to it grow. out. I know how to stretch it out. So, but originally, I promise you, when they first sat down with that idea, what if Joker was Batman's best sidekick ever? Ooh! They did not think, we're going to keep this going on forever. This is going to be the new Arrowverse. I do wonder, I do wonder what... I wonder how exciting the phone call is when they're like, bro, we fucking love what you did with White Knight. You got another in you? And you're like, I aggressively fucking don't. I no. wrote the So let, let's he go real quick. He died and I chopped him into a million pieces and fed him to a shark. Let's real quick kick back to Ellis. Ellis on Facebook doing the Lord's work. You can join us every single Wednesday at 8 o'clock on YouTube, on Facebook, or on Ellis said Twitch. That? Nice. Thank you, Ellis. That's, Ellis does a very good ad read. Well done. Uh, Ellis brings up a, a, a point. I'm going to pretend I don't know what public domain is. Uh, Batman is public domain in 2034. U.S. Comics presents Batman is just a few years away. Let's say yeah. that public Rafe. domain... Let's say public domain entitled us to everything in the bat. Let's say DC called you. John, yeah. you're taking over the Batman, bro. Yeah. Would you personally rather tell the mainline Batman story or would you rather white knight it personally? I'm not going to ask you to elaborate. Time's, time's running thin. Just what's in your heart as a creator? always i want to tell my own my own tale always, i'm obsessed always, always. with the dead Spoiler i'm obsessed alert, it will involve the new uh batman villain who is in fact the greatest thief in all of gotham and the worst part about it spoiler spoiler alert he never gets caught even though batman knows he did it and i'm gonna call that character bob kane <laughs> oh my god how, how dope would that be that would just that's I'm a big fan of that. Hold that's on. how I roll, bitch. There's something about me and storytelling, and it's the reason I was always attracted to indie books. It's the reason I love Elseworlds Tale. I'm obsessed with the prospect of the end. The stakes of uh everything could be Batman's last stand. Everything could be the kind of death of an icon. Nothing works for me better than uh than a heel turn or a baby face turn when a character we've always known to be this piece of shit finds a reason to do good or when the opposite's true when a hero falls those stories are always going to be my favorite hmm. um and i and i just love something like white knight again absolutely it's my book of the week uh i think issue two uh continues a long-standing tradition of batman the white knight as a universe having being able to have so much goddamn fun uh, the last thing I want to mention about White Knight, because I think it's important, I think it'll get some people to give it a look before we shoot over to sponsors. Um, one of my favorite things the creators of uh, Batman the White Knight do in their universe, they bring in everything. So in the original miniseries, you see Batman's three favorite Batmobiles, and it's the 66 Batmobile, it's the 89 Batmobile, and it's the Tumblr. And they absolutely introduce their own like motorcycle that you could tell is like, this is what we're adding to the universe. There's something amazing about these little unimportant details just in this most recent episode, uh, or issue rather, uh, Old Man Batman pulls up something, and uh, a character's like, that doesn't have any digital data. There's no digital footprints on that. And he's like, yeah, bro, it's because it's a fucking mechanical 
grappling hook and it's the animated series style t-shaped grappling hook and i had to put down my comic and go because shit that referential nonsense that shouldn't be important is so important uh it helps inform the characters helps inform the the love of the storytelling around it and hot damn do i love it uh batman the white knight beyond issue two out now the first two miniseries batman the white knight and batman the curse of the white knight i believe is the name uh also available you can buy them anywhere you can buy comic books if you must amazon if you must digitally john my yes. dear friend did you know that That's one me. of my did you know that i love real sponsors that like sponsor like everyone is selling like ball cutters but you could tell they have hairy balls oh, our sponsors are people we love and people that sometimes love us back. John, why don't you tell the people about our lovely first sponsor for today's episode? I hate that you leading into me dropping the first sponsor and your fucking welcome mat is shaved balls. <laughs> I hate that because I was indeed uh, on a road trip over to Boston, the capital of hairy balls, uh, but that's not really here or there. Uh, sometimes you just got to ask yourself, how's Charlie going to lead me into this? Is it appropriate? <laughs> Is it gross? Doesn't really make a difference. I have to damn do it. Um, sometimes you just got to ask, where are we dropping? And that is with Sergeant Finesse, Sergeant Finesse Gaming on Facebook. He games on Twitch occasionally. He is having a hell of, you talking about high blood pressure. Poor, poor Sergeant Finesse. You have a brand new COD uh, season dropping today. Uh, new guns, maps are affected. Okay, great. Uh, because sometimes that can get, uh, that can sometimes wear your, wear your nerves thin. And then like, oh yeah, but also as well as in three days, we're going to get Godzilla and King Kong, bro. And then you just think, oh my poor friend Mike, a.k.a. Sergeant Finesse, he is going to lose his shit but regardless of what's going on there regardless of the new content that's coming in world of warcraft which he's also all about um sergeant is dropping multiple streams every day outstanding video game content giveaways um uh contest co-streams don't be a sucker check him out today if you need to pick me up though as i most certainly do do like neo do follow the right rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Mm. Gulp, uh, you can use code SGT at checkout there. If you're looking for some fresh new merch, go over to geeksunleash.com. Use code Sarge, S-A-R-G-E, if you nasty. Because, Charlie, the bottom line is when the Sarge is on deck, <gasps> you salute. GG, son. Very, very good. Uh, John, <laughs> that was a, was a compliment. Man! Huh, let's just a nice little pregnant pause while uh, everyone thinks about Come on, man. Shaving their testicles some more. Damn. Um <laughs> I don't always have the time to sit down and watch video content. I watch our own content cuz I I love our faces. Uh I listen to our audio content too, but that only eats up so much of my day, so I need more music. I need some too much in my life. And for that, I turned to one of my absolute favorite bands, Bad Mary. You can follow them across all social media over at Bad Mary Band. But 
the thing I'm most excited about, they have a brand new music video that dropped yesterday. Light it up, getting absolute rave reviews. The tunage is dope. The video is even better. As a special deluxe prize for you beautiful people, we're going to play the video at the end of this episode Ooh. because we love Bad Mary and we think you will too. My favorite thing about Bad Mary content is it is available on every single music streaming site. So if you can listen to music on that site, you can pull up Bad Mary. And you should. You can also support them financially over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. Bad Mary Band across all social media. John? Yes? If I promise not to mention testicles, will you drop the next story on us? I want to say that I even believe that you're going to try not to say or mention testicles, cutting testicles, or shaving testicles, but I just don't believe that you have even the attempt in your cold, shriveled little heart. You know what? When you're right, you're right. And you, sir, are right. That's fair. That <laughs> is fair. Um, yeah, you're, you're damn right, Charlie. In this current window of time where there is so much new, new dropping on a regular basis, uh, like we haven't even really talked about, by design, we haven't talked about the fire, the straight fire that is dropping weekly every Wednesday, just like this very own podcast. Um... Of Moon Knight. Moon Knight is just hitting shot after shot. Just after straight up made of, me cry this week. I mean, but you cry at anything. You're like a pregnant woman at this point. That's true. But but even for like full grown adults, it is gonna be a outstanding content. But by design, we are not talking about that till till it's wrapped because we do want to talk about One it. One more episode or two. I don't want to talk about that because then, then you're gonna get me emotional. Um, we, we, uh, even though we glossed over, uh, the topic, we even talked about the big, big Michael Keaton news Ooh, um, baby. in, in the, in the flash footage that was shown. Um, not just the fact that you had like a real head scratcher time to pay attention to what's going on in the flashes multiverse where you had his nipple in the front Batmobile, but then he had Christopher Nolan's motorcycle there. Like of a what? Um, how about the fact that you have a young Superman showing up in the footage that they showed there? Uh, how about the fact that it's now being confirmed that we are going to get a certain general, Z-O-D, if you nasty, showing up in this fuck? I mean, there's so much information dropping over shit that like, I legitimately care about um, that it's, it's hard to focus on on relatively less less loud screaming from the top of the mountaintop news i just uh, imagine michael shannon showing up with like a broken neck just all wobbly i mean <laughs> make me sad he could show up and be like i'm shazam now and nobody could say like but that doesn't have to make sense anymore they could just literally do whatever they want um but immediately when i caught wind of this news uh, behind the curtain a little bit uh charlie and i once we know what we specifically want to talk about for the week we will message each other give give each of us an opportunity to catch up if catching up is required on that particular topic or specific uh that we do want to make mention of we also discuss uh the shared topic which is what we always lead into usually that 
pretty much picks itself because it's happens to be the biggest thing that's going on in the moment. Um, one might look at this and say, John, that's not huge news because a number one, some of that, some of these stories that you're referring to are not necessarily new stories, but it actually raised uh, what I think is an interesting point because there was a little even uh, a fuzziness amongst the brothers Rivera, which there, unless it's winter time and uh, you know the beards have gone a little untamed. There is very rarely any fuzziness between Rivera Brothers Inc. BSQ for definitions twelve different times. Yeah, he's like, but also as well as, can you say that with different words, but like the same thing? Uh so one of my absolute favorite creators, an artist, because an artist makes art. Fucking Jack Nicholson said it best in uh, The Departed. He says, "You give me a fucking tuba, I'll get something out of it." Right? I'm an artist. Um, Why'd you just look like he was in the room with you? He might have been because my lights like dimmed and went up. I'm like, oh, shit. You're like, give me a tuba um, and I'll make all... I'm sorry. I'm fucking... I didn't, uh, I didn't tuba, mean to quote you. too much? Somebody definitely died in his house by death by tuba, and they did not appreciate that fucking reference right there. My phone's flipping out right now. Yeah, this oh, is over. Bro, if, Folks, if uh, a Ellis, guy your, time, shows up. your time has come. Get ready for the Ellis and Charlie show. Anyways, uh, in the limited time that I have left, one of my favorite curators just so happens to have a father who I have given thousands of dollars to. Stephen King's very own progeny, who is such a talent and is so confident in his ability. He says, when I go out into the world, I'm going to make my own way. I am not going to wield the mighty moniker of King. I ain't going by nothing, King. I'm going by Joe Hill. Which is, if you're going to make up a fucking name, what a, what a baller name to make up. Uh, so anyone who is not in the know, Joe Hill is indeed the son of Stephen King. Uh, who also has a, a, another son who also writes, but he's like, fuck it, I'm going to use King though, because fuck you guys. Uh, which <laughs> I'm going to go by Stephen King Jr., because fuck this noise, and the junior's gonna be real but small. You're, you're not a junior though. That's all semantics. Right. That's fine. <laughs> Tomato potato, bro. So he's it, not it, a great writer. That's his first page. No, Tomato potato, bro. Yeah. Uh, that's chapter two. Wow, you even skipped chapter one. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so in this era with all these great <clears throat> movies coming out, green lights happening. Uh, damn, uh, uh, the dread. Pirate Roberts gets bit by a rattlesnake, has to be flown to hospital to save his life. Like, there was news all over the place. My man, Joe Hill, the writer of multiple, multiple scary stories that'll keep you up. Just like when Jack Nicholson decided to haunt my house because of a tuba. Tuba! Um, it's like, tuba, bro. You know, weird Boston accent, also in Boston. Um, they are collecting... Several of his comic book works, again, he writes novels, he writes short stories, uh, but he also, as well as bro, writes comic books. And he writes a certain little comic that you might be familiar with by the name of Lock and Key. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Lock and Key is one of those properties that, in my opinion has not been adapted particularly well. 
Now, we were talking about this before. Sometimes it don't matter if John like it or not. Yeah. If they decide, you know, it's successful enough for us. And when you're Netflix, nowadays, all of a sudden, they're tightening the belt. Um, they're just continuing to pump out this, in my opinion, mediocre show. Now, it's a shame because the comic that it's based on is anything but. Uh, and, and this the conversation Charlie and I ended up with uh, on was the fact that there's a difference, right? We all know what a single <laughs> comic book looks like. Full, uh, floppy, stick in your back pocket, um, do what you got to do with it. But then there's also graphic novels. Now, in this day and age, people have started referring to almost any comic, regardless of its thickness, regardless of its completion of story. Oh, it's a graphic novel. No, that's a 12-page comic book. What are you, are you folding it? You can see through the pages. You think that's a graphic novel, you dum-dum? No then one wants to admit to reading funny books anymore. Yeah, except you know, Charlie and I call everything funny books, even if it's like an encyclopedia. <laughs> I called um, the Bible a funny book once. Got thrown right out of that wedding. Yeah, no. You were lucky to even be let in the building in the first place. Then when you do that shit, you're out the door, buddy. Well, it doesn't help. I bless myself and I go like, ah, it burns. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, uh, you also, though, have collected editions, right? You have collected editions where... We were speaking about uh, earlier. Here's a little segue for you. Uh, we we're talking about when you have a long-running uh, comic book title. It started at one, and it's at 700 now. Uh, and then you find out, oh, you know what? My man Kevin Smith, he came in and at about I'm pulling these numbers out of my ass, but like from number 232 to number 254, that specific window of time, he was telling Guardian. Uh, Guardian Devil, that story arc. So what they'll do is you can buy those issues uh, singly, which is what your pull list is intended for. But then the powers that be say, hey, you know what? That's something specific. That has a beginning and end, even though it continued after the fact. And we've killed Foggy like 52 times. Uh, we've gotten rid of multiple girlfriends because fuck him. He's blind. He didn't see it coming. Hey, oh, those are collected editions, right? That's what they do. They take specific window of time and they say this is what happened then and give us money now for some shit that you probably already own very smart then you have collections and what my man joe hill aka stephen king jr and uh gabriel uh, uh, gabriel just grab the issue before the ghost gets you give me one of these the old eyes gabriel (laughs) rodriguez primo um, what they've created with Lock and Key, uh, they very much, and this is IDW is the publisher, not Marvel, not DC, IDW, credit where credit's due. Uh, it's a beautiful comic. It's an expertly written comic, and it is a consecutive comic. So you have those collected editions. I uh, have three of which, thanks to my lovely brother, Charlie. Uh, I'm the, Charlie. Charlie is Charlie. Uh, but this is something. A little different. They didn't just say, oh, we're going to take it from like issue 76 to 97. No, they said we are going to expertly pick and choose certain little comics and insert them for some little special. It's a little special way to make more money over shit that, again, (laughs) you probably already own. This particular one, though, is very special because it includes throwback stories. 
of the family. If you don't know Lock and Key, you probably haven't watched it uh, on on, um, on Netflix, Netflix uh, which is the best situation, I think. Uh, don't. Just go out and read the books. If you watched it anyway, trust me, there's better versions out there. If you so, like the show, get oh, ready to it. have your, like... Oof. Fucking titties knocked back, cause Oof. hot damn does the does the do the comics elevate the material. Your I'm not gonna shit on someone's yum. Will but... now be back titties, which the your dream. dance partner will appreciate to no end. Dance titties um, are the dream. Dance Fact. titties are, are where it's at. It's it's true. It's true. Uh, but they've collected specific ones. So what this comic does, what's collected edition does. It takes those, like the vintage, for lack of a better term, family stories, like, uh, you know, the doc when he was young. They're, like, this is not a normal, everyday family, obviously, with all the craziness that goes on. There's uh, some locks, there's some ask, keys, it's all over the place. Is the, was the family attracted to the, to the location of the house, or was the location of the house uh, put where it was because, specifically... Of the ne'er do wells that were underneath, spoiler alert, notwithstanding. But with all the good, good, the locking key, uh, crazy key sticking your neck, does some shit, action that's going on, they went ahead and said, you know what, peanut butter is great. Fuck you, Charlie. Sorry. But Son if you mix bitch. in some chocolate with the peanut butter, mm -mm, that is good eating. So they decided the only thing, obviously with approval, from a certain Neil Gaiman, the master, they said, you know what will be good with this peanut butter? Do you hear what I'm saying? Go ahead and mix in a little of the Sandman. Sandman. The Sandman. Morpheus himself and his entire collection of characters crazy goofy mask that looks like something that came out of aliens all of the powder powder goodness all of the gods doing what they do behind the scenes roll all of that shit up with the action that's going on on the regular pages of lock and key those comics also made their way into this beautiful collected edition that's coming out and i could not be happier i mean for a couple of reasons first and foremost i mean i am clinically empathetic so i tend <laughs> to love lending out my shit I'm like oh my god you don't have pants Whoosh, take these pants oh you haven't read this take this fucking hundred dollar collector's edition and i'll probably never see it again but that's cool i realize we just met on the street um that's who i am so one of the main reasons why i love these collected editions these compilations uh graphic forms is because they're great lenders, right? Somebody that you know is going to love something, they can fucking love it to death and then give it back to you eventually, probably, maybe not. But I did want to... Well, first and foremost, Charlie, uh, what's your emotional attachment to the, to the going-ons up in the mansion, to the going-ons above the cave, to the going-ons with the family? I like lock and key, and that's where it begins and dies. The I comic, respect, you like it. Yeah, I like respect lock and key. How do you feel about the show? More, the show did nothing for me. I gave it three episodes, and I bailed. Um, not a show not for me. That's like very much a YA show. Um, and, the, and frankly, again, I respect 
lock and key the comics. I respect the hell out of it. I know some people who that is their favorite shit. I turn to comics for much, much easier capes, readings. I'm a capes and spandex. Um, so lock and key, I love it. I respect it. I'll read the shit out of it. It's one of those things I need to be handed. Um, or here, like an arc was particularly amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't break into my top fifty. But uh, top it, it probably, yeah, oh, yeah. It doesn't. What's number I, fifty that edged out? Uh, the Ninja Turtles IDW arc. Come on, that run. We all know that's number two for you. Stop lying, bro. Heroes in a half shell, though. I'm sorry. Disgraceful. I'm sorry. It's like That's a little deep for me. Where does Sandman fit on that list for you? Comfortably in the top 20. So that really speaks to what a fucking maniac Charlie, I am. If, if, if English was a foreign language to Charlie, he could not be more randomly just plucking numbers <laughs> out of thin air. He's like, I have heard this number once. And number 20. Ah, yes. You take me straight there. Um, interesting, interesting. Well, Sandman ranks very, very high for me. Uh, I am very much a mythology guy. Uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, I mean, like-minded individuals like he and myself. Uh, <laughs> we tend to find ourselves very, uh, very much into mythology. And Neil Gaiman, for anyone, God forbid, if you're unfamiliar with the work of, with the works of Neil Gaiman. Uh, I mean, all of it, basically all of it. Uh, comes from him. Uh, probably the biggest thing, most recently, uh, American Gods, I guess. Even though they took my shouted from the rooftops advice to adapt uh, Anansi Boys is finally coming. They didn't use my cast. Now, my cast arguably was dynamic, and I did cast some of them to shut them up and get them, get them out of the grumble zone and back to work. But uh, the cast looks good, so uh, you can look for that. But these are literally two of my favorite comic book worlds coming together. And on the surface, if someone just said, oh, this is happening, I, I would not have been, um, I wouldn't have been like adamantly opposed. I would have been scratching my head. How the fuck are they going to do that? They, they seem very not connected, especially when you consider that Sandman is is technically he's he's got a comic book family, right? Yeah. He exists within a, a framework that's already in place. But the beauty of the Sandman is that he can pretty much do whatever the fuck he wants. When your hair looks like that, and when you're rocking the jewelry that he rocks, when you got that helmet, like I said, uh, Prometheus would have been proud of that helmet. Um, Sandman do what the Sandman do, but. The, the new collection that's coming out, hardcover edition, it does take those stories and compiles them. So my question to you, Charlie, with the little time that we have less, left is, now that we've I blurred out my camera, uh, we are haunted for sure. Holy shit. Um, so not graphic novel. Not uh, um, not a I'm continuation. I'm so afraid I fuck this up still. Oh, fuck it up. Ooh, fuck it up. Everybody's <laughs> ruined against you. Uh, what's your favorite version of that? Like where they picked and picked and choose, chose, chosen specific little stories uh, for for entertaining the buddy. 
You know what? I think the 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 much easier version of it is is just when a when a story that can still piece together doesn't necessarily have to be one cohesive story, but when it goes across different different books and and sometimes rounds into a nice beautiful uh, nice beautiful story. For me, I and again I'm petrified I got this wrong after three definitions. Uh, so I'm going to start with the one that you did confirm, but. If nothing else for the toy line uh, that it spawned, Secret Wars was this amazing story across so many different characters' books, uh, including its own main line, that the collected edition that very much... I've, I think I've owned six or seven versions of Secret Wars collected, and no two have been identical. Like, each one is like, this one's Iron Man 81 and 91 and Spider-Man 44. Some of those base comic books are older than you. Fuck yeah, dude. And and the the cool aspect of something like Secret Wars is being able to endure, enjoy, and embrace a decade of comic book storytelling in a fucking row rapid fire. Uh, I find it such a rewarding read, and it also just screams of that era of Marvel Comics to me. Uh, that's one of those that's one of those books every single year I have to read secret war i'm petrified that when it's adapted to live action it's going to be terrible but i'll kick it back to you what's well, another one well no no I, you you touched on a very good one you cannot gloss over secret wars so again for anyone who is not aware you are on the wrong podcast and you're an hour and 18 <laughs> in at this point it's like you walked into the wrong classroom at college if you realize that you're sitting now you're an architect yeah no like there's no bet you you have to wait until this shit is over and the professors are sitting up there and they're rambling and you're thinking i am not gonna make it to coffee with sandy you're right sandy's fucked you're not gonna make it because we can't just gloss over secret wars so secret wars in the 80s early 80s <coughs> was an event was a, a title-wide event. So, like a little monster, you had to keep on grubbing change off of Mom Dukes to go buy specific titles, sometimes, more, most often the case, titles that you did not read regularly. And again, I'm not going to use any kind of accurate numbering, but you had to go get Thor number 127, then you had to buy Iron Man 562, then you had to go over and get uh, uh, Fantastic Four 6. Um, you had to follow the story across titles. So, granted... That was the Charlie, scam. <laughs> Charlie, well, that, that was like when the when they're selling a car and like, oh, Mercedes-Benz, only 14 miles on it, $5. Then the second you get there, everybody's falling over themselves to get there. Like, no, that shit's sold already. But I have this Subaru with 300,000 miles on it. Um, it was a way to get your little dumb, dumb, grubby hands to the comic book racks. And it worked uh, because this was, at least in my recollection, the first time that you had certain characters unaffiliated crossing over. You had villains and heroes crossing over. This was before the day, the age of the antihero when the fucking if you were an antihero, it just meant you were bad. There yeah. was no there, there was no option. You didn't have a flag for you. Um so for a lot of comic book fans, even Charlie's age and Charlie's old as fuck, there are those fans out there that only know Secret Wars as a 
as a, a bound-ish con uh, condition. They're like, oh, Secret Wars number six? Bitch, there was no Secret Wars number six. That was just a little rider that was underneath Thor 117. That's what the comic was that you were actually buying. Um, so, uh, that that's that's a big one. And, and Charlie meant mention of it also. I think we've already kind of seen certain... Um, Grumbling certain teases of getting the Secret Wars uh, heavy Chevy action in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'll, I'll scared to you. Genuinely Charlie. scared. I, I realize the, the the fear that's involved, but you're a little scaredy I'm bitch. Pansy. Um. Well, we'll 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 start it there. So knowing, I have my answer on why someone could be scared, but uh, I'll I'll save it. I'm not going to bail you out. What are you really scared of? Like, what are they going to do? What would they do wrong? We already know that they fucked up Venom. So, yeah. again, for anyone who doesn't know, Venom is a, a love child of the Secret Wars. Spider-Man does his thing. He's a fucking kid. He gets toe up. His fucking costume looks like he went through a blender on high. And not like a cheap buy it from the fucking drugstore blender because you got to make the margaritas because tonight's the night. No, like, he went through a fucking ninja blender first time when you like, oh, dice, dice, baby? Yeah, that setting, that's the one that Spider-Man went through. So he's ripped up, and nobody brought a Singer sewing machine on the fucking alien ship that they're on. Uh, and Reed Richards, Illuminati, my fucking balls. Here's who, some goo. Who sticks his fucking long, goofy arms and necks into a machine, plucks some shit out of space and it's like mm, you could probably wear this gross dude gross <laughs> so so venom was like floating around in space basically and spider-man's like yeah i'll wear it and all of a sudden he's black spider-man and uh let me tell you as a kid little 10 year old 11 year old johnny boy i was like that's the fucking coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> did 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 spider-man just become a ninja uh take all my mother's money uh, so for me, that would be like the first thing that they fuck up. They yeah. already fucked up. But what well, are you, you really you, scared of? You kind of named it if Reed Richards is not part of it. We've seen what happens oh. when Marvel adapts um, stories without all of the toys Civil in the, the... Yeah, I mean, and again, I respect how much I I love watching Marvel shit in the theaters. Hell of an experience every time, bro. I cheer. Then I get those mother suckers at home, and I sit there with my arms crossed again. I'm like, did Spider-Man fucking far from home? Not Is it not good? Like, I remember being so excited, and now I just don't give a fuck. I, so I'm I'm worried I, that it's going to go. I don't go... want that un unaddressed because I think you're wrong there, too. I, I, sure. I, I've rewatched it uh, illegally, granted, but I, <laughs> I still very much enjoy it. I, it's, did it lose some of the cachet value from like having the appearances? Totally, totally. But I still very much like it. I think it's a yeah, very good it movie. Yeah, it just it's not as um, most of the Avenger films haven't lived great lives after the fact for me. For me, the spectacle and the fun of it the first time is the majority of its value to me. Wow, All of the Avenger films disposable fucking uh, uh buyer Charlie's like done with this guy 
Well, with wow. that being said, I've rewatched The Crow 400 times. Yeah, but that's because he's an emo bitch. So, so of course you did. I need. I mean, I would. I I was about to defend myself, being like, I still really love Winter Soldier. Oh, the one about the emo bitch. Suddenly, it makes a lot of sense. Straggly black hair and just disappointing your friends and family is my main movie. Um, no, I'm just. I'm afraid it won't mean as much. I'm afraid that the machine is gonna process it in a way that's so made for everyone. It loses what made it special to me which was like holy shit we get to see all these characters interact fuck yeah bro all the toys are are, are clanging and banging in secret war it's not like they're well, adapting secret invasion less scary because the comic means less to me well but secret invasion has already kind of lost a lot of its teeth because of what they've done like they've hi we're scrolls bye I'm really, I'm really friendly now uh so that that all being said i i do kind of agree with you uh, that they have to be very, very careful when they eventually adapt it because they're, they're missing a tremendous amount of parts. Yeah, they're, they're missing the first family of Marvel. They're also missing all the fucking mutants. <laughs> and you I don't cannot, want them to use it. You cannot tell Secret Wars without the mutants. You cannot And also, if you introduce them in Secret War, I'm also like, are there three Secret War movies? Because if you introduce them, you're missing kind of the point of Secret War. A little bit, you know? What do you mean? I don't follow. I don't think it works as well if they're introduced within the confines of even a three-hour movie. They're like, here's mutants now. Oh, here's well, also we, Secret War. I like mean, it's one of the we skipped over so much news. Um so so Doctor Strange, they they effectively name dropped the Illuminati. So again, for anyone if you're not aware, the Illuminati are like the shot callers. They are the fucking the, the men behind the, the, the curtain, if this was Oz. Uh, one of one of the members, I mean, like, there are very few people that could take Doctor Strange and say, nope, you're now going to listen to us. Like, very, very few people. Um, but this group uh, was, was would have been, the, the they would have been four of those cats. So, Namor... Um, Doctor Strange, a version of Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, as Charlie previously mentioned, and a certain bald-headed uh, priority parking motherfucker, Professor X. So the, just the fact that we're getting the Illuminati, we heard Homeboy's voice, or at least we thought we did in the trailer. Now everything's been confirmed. Those are indeed the members of the Illuminati that we're getting in Doctor Strange 2. Don't say Electric Boogaloo. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Um, so yeah, we... we like we know we're getting mutants, so let that that should ease your concern, I think, a little bit. Also, I very much think, and I said it almost half joking, I really think Harry Potter is going to be the new Wolverine, and I, I think he's going to be I'm great. Fucking game! I think he's going to be great. He, Daniel Radcliffe, I think, would would make a great uh, Wolverine. I was all for. Oi, Bub! Uh, I'm Elton, going to be Jazz. John slash Kingsman, homeboy Aaron. Is he one of the Targaryens? I always mess up his last name. Sure. Uh, I thought he would have been dynamite. Just the fact, I have to be taller than Wolverine. Aaron Targaryen makes me so happy. That's the only rule that I have for whoever the next uh, actor that plays Wolverine is. Bobby Elton is Wolverine in. Fine. That's fine. Uh, Are his sisters coming to the fucking opening at Man's Chinese Theater? Because then he's definitely cast. No problem. Uh, but just really quickly, as we are way over time, 
my ultimate favorite my favorite favorite and this is a deep deep dive for all you non sucker nerds out there um a little book that if you're in the know you call it death mate death mate the silver yeah. glossy covers Mm-mm-mm. a six-part comic book crossover between valiant comics who charlie name dropped before and image comics who is a hodgepodge there are things happening in image comics characters that appear in image comics that have never met before so even if it was an image image crossover it would be something special um but Deathmate was a six-part series crossed over two companies the, the way that we always like shit oh, ever um, what if imagine if marvel and dc crossed over yeah they've done it already uh, come on dude um but there was a prologue there was an epilogue the main books were written specifically so they could be read out of sequence right so these are companies that are comprised of cats that worked for the big ones for dc for marvel they said you know what fuck that noise we're gonna do it ourselves. So, is there any surprise that a comic book nerd like me says what they do? I'm all about. They had the ideas that I had reading the big. I'm like, this would be cool. That would be cool. What if? Imagine if. They did it. They went ahead and fucking did it. They smashed two characters that had no earthly reason to even come across each other. Smash them up, uh, and they had all kinds of crazy stuff. They had. Um, mixed up characters like compilation analog characters uh, it was tremendous and at this point I was I guess in junior high school it was a fucking mind blowing event but they suffered professionally from their artistic uh, uh, endeavors because they wrote them specifically so that you did not have to read first one then two you could read them out of order, and ultimately, as long as you read the last one last, you were fine. It wasn't until years later, till somebody had the brilliant idea to smash them together in one fucking book. A front cover and a back cover, and all the goodness in the middle. Sandwich, if you will. Like, you know I love my sandwiches. I said, fuck, there are shit, there's shit that happened that I didn't even know about. I had no clue. Oh, you like never read issue three? I'm like, oh my God, is this like a behind the, is this a blooper reel? I mean, and again, it wasn't like issue one, two, three. No, no, no. They were like, here they are. You could read them out of order. Never mind the fact that the, the indies at that point, uh, even though uh, Valiant and Image are like as big as. The biggest indies of all time. Literally. Um, they were terrible about release dates. Yeah. So sometimes you're like, oh shit, this comes, uh, this drops on Wednesday. And they're like, ha ha, psych, it drops in Christmas. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, like, Christmas so, isn't even a Wednesday, guy. I, <laughs> I, it was New Year's Day. It was yesterday. We know. So uh, I have a defense. Their, their release schedule is stunk on ice. But um, I was so I love happy. how you're defending little you yeah. and an imaginary judgy fuck. Yeah, that's right. I've seen that fucking movie with Ryan Reynolds. I don't know what's going to happen. I might come bursting through the fucking door any minute now. Maybe that was me. That that was why the... the uh, maybe I learned how to play tuba in the future. And I was like, fuck you, little John. Uh, anyways, so that was my number one uh, because it hit so many, uh, so, so many checklists. Uh, it crossed off... And it also completed my collection 
the story collection. I'm like, oh, so that's what happened to that ball bitch that was all silver. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, Solar. I understand. I, I would have done it too. Um, but just dynamite. Look, the bottom line is this. Whether you like an adaptation, love it, or dislike it, do not hold that against what it is uh, based on. And that counts for books also. Also, as well as, I'll go ahead and say this as my public service announcement for the day, as my man, Lamar uh, Burton, is getting his well-deserved lifetime achievement. Um, don't take my word for it. Read the book. Sometimes, if you didn't like something but it's got hype, you read the source material anyway. Even more the case, if you watch something, whether it's on the big screen or small, you're like, that was the tits McGillicuddy. Guess what? What it's based on is probably that much better. It's very rare that it's an improvement over the source material. Just look at Charlie. But just fa- I am the I am the third installment of an '80s franchise made into man. My dear brother, drinking that sneak energy. Uh, we love you, Southern Muckers, but we need something from you. We need you to like. We need you to subscribe. We need you to share. We're available every single Wednesday. When it becomes Wednesday, there's an audio episode waiting for you everywhere. You can listen to podcasts over on U.S. Comics Cast. Also, you can follow us online, U.S. Comics HQ, and you can see our beautiful faces every Wednesday for U.S. Comics Cast live, 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 live. But... It's time to light it up with the brand new music video from Bad Mary. But I'm not going to break tradition. John, what is the only way that we end every episode of U.S. Comics Cast? It is so damn simple. First, you got to turn the power bloop, on. You got to turn the volume bloop, and you got to tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We out.
let's go. Okay, bye. Yes, I want to end it.